Hello, and welcome to the FinBiz 2030 Building Resilience podcast series. This episode features highlights from the Courage in Adversity webinar hosted by Lyle Melander and Mandy Mujnik. In this short episode, we hear from Calm Paul Christian, FRSA and investment banker, about his struggles with adversity and his ultimate triumph. First, I'll start. Uh, during the first year of my A-levels, so I was preparing my grades to go to university. Um, I'd recently come from quite a bad school, went into special measures after I'd left, and um, I, I went to a new grammar school. It was supposed to be top in the country and was supposed to be the most supportive educational environment. And halfway through my first year at the school, I was almost kicked out of the school. Um, not for anything to do with my behavior or anything like that. The reason I was almost kicked out was because my grade performance was starting to slip, but actually the, the le- formal letter come uh, for me to be threatened to be removed from school came when I changed correspondence address. So the school I went to had a very strict catchment area policy, the distance you could live from the school. And my correspondence address changed and they sent me a formal letter to say that they were thinking about removing me from the school. No one investigated me. Investigated with me why my correspondence address changed, why my grades were going down. I didn't speak to my form tutors. I didn't speak to an admissions officer or anyone. I just received a letter through the door. If they had investigated, which they later had to do, they found out that actually the reason that I had moved the address is because the area where I grew up was quite heavily gang populated. And the, the car, long story short, one day I came home and there were four, three bullet holes in my mother's car. And there was an intervention from the local police and the council and I was eventually forced to relocate uh, to a whole other borough, which was about an hour and a half away from the school I was traveling to. So naturally my grades started to slip. Um, I was temporarily relocated. Uh, living with my father who lived closer to the school in the catchment area until that family home was burnt down as well and I was forced to relocate again uh, to another location outside of the school's catchment area. So that caused a lot of disruption to my studies and there wasn't a lot of support from the school and I, I felt quite alone and I wasn't sure what was going to happen with my education. Uh, fast forward, um, I ended up resitting my exams and I got an unconditional offer to study at Oxford University and three years later I graduated from Oxford brings me to the next challenge that I had. Uh, whilst I was at Oxford, I had a lot of challenging experiences with tutors um, who didn't necessarily see my academic potential in the same way and that I did. And in my last year of university, I had to write five exam papers that all accounted for my final grade. And at that same time, I found out that I was going to be a father. Um, I now have a, a four-year-old daughter. Um, but at the time, it, w- it was very unexpected and I panicked. So in addition to studying all day and all night for my exams, I started to study more days and more nights uh, to start looking at applications, jobs, looking at something I could do in banking. Originally, I was going to be a history teacher, but I thought, you know, I needed to make money for my family. Um, but long story short, again, eventually I did graduate from, from university with my 2-1. I did get an offer from Rothschild Investment Bank and uh, the M&A team there, which was one of the most prestigious offers I could have got at that time. Um, and I thought that all my problems were solved. And then I started at the investment bank, actually. And uh, the first day of being on the job after training, I got the phone call to say that uh, my daughter's mother was going into labor. So I had to leave the office there in the middle of a senior client meeting. Um, and, I, and I went straight to the hospital to watch her give birth. Um, and that was a, it was a very tough week. I remember they only gave me five days off uh, for paternity leave. And when my daughter was eight days old, I wasn't aware that as a junior banker, you're not supposed to have a life. You're not supposed to have a lunch break or anything. Um, so I, I made the mistake of leaving the office for 15 minutes to travel, 15 minutes to travel to home, spent half an hour with my daughter and her mother. I didn't eat anything. 
15 minutes to come back and I came back to a really passive aggressive post-it note on, on my monitor screen saying where I was, I dropped the ball, I should be doing things and some really aggressive emails. Um, and, and this kind of culture continued to one point I just broke and I was like, this isn't the environment for me. I'm not good at my job. You know, I can't be a banker. I can't do all these people. And, and eventually I quit. Now, three years later, I'm back in investment banking. Um, I'm same seniority level I would have been if I'd never left. I've actually been identified as one of the future leaders of the investment bank. And, and I'm thriving in a role that I thought that I couldn't do. So what would, what would be my three key takeaways from that? I would say the first thing is didn't expect people to be committed to understanding your situation. Um, not to say that people or the world is against you, but we have natural privileges that look that natural blind spots of privilege that look like, you know, people are not necessarily going to be looking to understand everything that's going on behind the scenes for you. So you have to be prepared to speak and demand, demand what you um, The second thing I learned that is in times of crisis, you have to be even more discerning about the decisions that you make. And you shouldn't make panic decisions. And, and it's quite relevant to say, I wasn't ready to jump I grew up without finances. I grew up without the paternal role model that I thought that I needed. And I thought that that was going to solve all my problems. I'd become a banker, be present with the family and, and buy everything they needed. What I needed at that time actually was a stable job, one that understood me, one that gave me space to find my feet with my family as well. Um, and the last thing that I, I would say is that you have to learn to fail fast and fail quickly and just keep pivoting and learn from those experiences. Because despite the missteps that I made during those periods and despite the fact that I can be reflective now and say maybe I shouldn't have done banking when I did, Although I love it now and I'm thriving it now. Apologies for the sound quality at the end there. Paul signed off by saying that despite the missteps that he made and his doubts about banking, he's now thriving. To hear more podcasts or to find out more about FinBiz 2030, go to finbiz2030.com. Join the conversation using hashtag FinBiz2030. FinBiz 2030 is a joint initiative between One Young World and Chartered Accountants Worldwide. This podcast is produced by Big Top Multimedia. The original webinar series was produced by Be There Productions and Big Top Multimedia. Special thanks to Pexels.com. <laughs>